Broadcasting from the Ohio Valley, talking about the Ohio Valley. We're live and local. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. It'll be alright. Come Monday, I'll be holding you tight. I spent four lonely days in a brown early haze. And I just want you back by my side. It's 9.09 on the Watchdog yeah. Morning Show. We are here on a Monday morning edition of the Big Gig. 71 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. We're looking at 71 at the Highlands, uh, 68 in uh, Elm Grove, and 70 here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Cloudy, scattered thunderstorms today. High will be 80, 80 uh, 75 tomorrow, cooler tomorrow, 75, and cloudy skies uh, and showers tomorrow. Then clear skies and up to around 82 on uh, Wednesday. That's what we have to look forward to. Coming up in just a bit, Mike Florio is going to join us. You might know him best for ProFootballTalk.com or ProFootball Talk on NBC. What's wrong? Why didn't I play Roger Miller? Why aren't we walking in the sunshine? Well, I wondered about that, but why I, didn't you give me a? Why didn't you give me this, Howard, I, I, over I, there? Because I, I totally messed that up. But I left it up to you, so uh, you know, I thought maybe you just wanted to come Monday. We had been talking about Mondays, and you just wanted to have a little extra Monday. I guess so. All right, sorry, we t- we, sorry, you know, Roger. We, t- we took away one of your Monday songs earlier because we played. Maybe Slim that's Lee what Martin. it was. Yeah. So in your mind, you're going. I got to make up that one day, one hour. You want to play Roger Miller? Roger Miller now? Do you have? Well, it's, it's hard to start a nine o'clock segment, Howard. Yeah, I mean, this is really the way we start nine o'clock. Walking in the sunshine, saying a little Jeez, sunshine so song. I feel better. Put a smile upon your face as if there's nothing wrong. Think about the good time had a long time ago. Think about forgetting about your worries and your woes walking in the sunshine saying a little sunshine song that's better yeah, thanks that's roger better. that's better we're walking in sunshine here this morning on the watchdog morning show at 9 10 10 minutes after the hour coming up in a minute or two uh mike florio is going to join us i mentioned uh he is a wheeling native and a central grad uh but you probably best know him for work with nbc sports and uh, profootballtalk.com and uh, several books he's written about the nfl uh, that's kind of his expertise these days and that's where he kind of hangs out uh, hangs his shingle out, if you will. But he also has written a new book called Father of Mine, which is about uh, the Upper Ohio Valley, the Wheeling area in 1973. It's a crime novel, um, and we'll talk about It's a novel. It's not reality, but it's based somewhat in reality. I think I see some of those characters in there. I think I know who some of those people are. Is there a talk show host? Out? There is not a talk show host. I haven't found him yet. I'm not saying that he's not there, but I haven't found the talk show host yet. But uh, uh, I, uh, I think I recognize some of the... Uh, the criminal elements, shall I put it that way? All right. We'll find out how how much the book is based on real things here in the Ohio Valley coming up with uh, Mike Florio coming up in the next hour. Uh, still to go, I want to talk about the legislature. They're in their special session, quickly called, uh, and then moving things along quickly. This is what's wrong with the legislature in West Virginia. This is what's wrong with politics in West Virginia. We have uh, 44 bills, 44 bills. The governor called the session at 3.30. They began at 4 o'clock yesterday. There are 44 bills, all of which were introduced, and all of which I believe are up for final reading today. They, they suspended the constitutional rules to require three readings. 
you know, they're, most of them are not going to go through committee, not going to have any testimony, just going to get passed because the governor wants them and because leadership wants them. I made a comment about that uh, on my social media yesterday, and Amy Summers, who is part of the Republican leadership team, said, in our state, when, the, when we have a supermajority, the governor and the Republicans don't have to worry about pre- presenting the bills ahead of time. We know what they're going to be. Well, how about the rest of us, Amy? How about the rest of us? That's an arrogant, egotistical, autocratic thing to say. When you Democrats was uh, ruling the roost, Howard, was we that normally something? Gave, it always, normally, even a special session, they were introduced two or three days ahead of time. You had time to look over the bills. And it's only been in the last couple of years, even when they started, the Republicans at least allowed testimony and witnesses. Um, and by the way, I said we, I guess because I'm a Democrat, but like I wasn't involved in the legislature. Uh, no, the, the, the Democrats gave um, days, of, put their bills out ahead of time so you have a t- chance to look it over. If you're uh, a Sean Fleury, you got a bill at 4 o'clock, 44 bills you got at 4 o'clock, and by the afternoon you're supposed to vote on them. I mean, I don't know. We, we'll talk about that coming up later on. And we may have uh, Stephen or maybe Sean or someone come in tomorrow to talk, talk about it, depending on how things go today. Governor Justice, by the way, still having uh, some problems with unpaid fines. Those issues resurfacing once again. His attorneys are disputing it. We'll get into that. And I just want to remind you once again, if you are in Ohio, now you can't vote today because early voting has already ended. Tomorrow is Election Day in Ohio. It's a special election. There's no candidates on the ballot. There's no governor. There's no county commissioners. There's no nothing except issue number one, which is an issue that will change the threshold for approving constitutional amendments in the future. Right now, 50% plus one changes the, uh, approves a constitutional amendment. Uh, under the new rule, 60% will be required to change the Constitution. Huge early turnout. Um, the folks across the state are saying that it's like a presidential or gubernatorial year, even though there's no, nothing else except this election. So huge early turnout. Tomorrow is Election Day. Don't forget to go vote. Now, Howard, you know everyone that listens to this show knows how you and uh, Governor Justice have become pretty chummy. Well, let's not go overboard. Well, pretty chummy. Friday, we had a surprise. Guess who is chummy with Donnie Gilbert? Oh, it's not Governor Justice. Well, Governor, you had probably former Governor Ted Strickland. I love Ted Strickland. Took time out from his busy schedule. I remember meeting him down on 16th Street when we were broadcasting down there, Howard. He called Donnie Gilbert. Called Donnie Gilbert? He called Donnie. What about and, me? Well, he I guess he didn't have enough time on his schedule, Howard, but he was... Got time uh, for Donnie, but not for me? Well, he was explaining to Donnie and myself and the listeners why it is so important to vote no tomorrow, Howard. Did Donnie understand? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got through it. Okay, all right. Oh, man. That, I, like, I love Ted Strickland. Uh, he has been a guest on the show many times. Fr- former congressman and then governor for a good while. Um I like Ted Strickland. Very sharp guy. I didn't know he was still around. I mean, I didn't think he was dead. I just didn't know he was still even involved. Our, in our good friend John Saunders set that up. Oh, you set it up. John, you, oh, okay, all right. You set it up for, for, for Donnie. Old Monroe, the political guy here. No, Ted Strickland. Okay, I got it. That's all right. That's all right. I'll remember. 916 on the Watchdog Morning Show. Mike Florio is going to be coming up next here on the program. 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. So stop in and check out Toyota's wide range of all-wheel and four-wheel drive vehicles, like a sporty Camry or a stylish Corolla, both with great MPGs. Or test drive a new RAV4, Highlander, or Corolla Cross, each with plenty of cargo room. And be ready for any summer adventure. Visit buyatoyota.com, the official website for deals. Hurry, offers end September 5th. Toyota, let's go places. Don't just listen. Be part of all of our shows. Use the Frio Stack Auction Service hotline. Call or text us at 304-214-1600. The Frio Stack Auction Service hotline. Your direct connection to the watchdog. Get 11% off efficient tools at Menards. Masterforce 20-volt power tools are the latest in heavy-duty innovation. The Masterforce 11-inch cordless hybrid fan is perfect for your construction job site or everyday home needs. Now just $48.94 after rebate. Add more power in a smaller package with a new 20-volt XHC battery. Just $88.99 after 11% rebate. Good through August 13th. Savings are mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Who wants craft beer? Saturday, August 19th, the Mountaineer Brewfest brought to you by Wheeling Island Hotel Casino Racetrack is back at Wheeling Heritage Port, showcasing craft beers from West Virginia's finest brewers. With great food, live entertainment, and many more craft beer selections in our beer garden, it's a wild and wonderful time, and you don't want to miss out. Proceeds benefit the Family Service Upper Ohio Valley. Get your tickets now at mountaineerbrewfest.com. The coffee is brewed, phone lines are open, and the morning team is ready to roll. From the Robinson Auto Group Studios, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Chugging down coffee while I should have been sleeping. Well, it sure is Monday, hitting it now. I gotta get myself through the week somehow. I had a ball Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But it's all over now, and it show is Monday. It certainly is Monday morning here on the Watchdog Morning Show, 917. 71 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 71 at the Highlands. 68 at my home studios in on Grove, where I am not today. And 70 degrees at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling, in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Cloudy, some thunderstorms today. Daytime high up to around 80 degrees. Mike Florio is probably best known to most of you for his work with NBC Sports. Profootballtalk.com is his website and also some online stuff with that. Pro football is his bailiwick these days, although once upon a time he was a practicing lawyer as well. He is a Wheeling native, graduate of Wheeling Central, and I wanted to talk to him today, not, not about pro football, but about a new book he has out. Mike, good morning. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate it this morning. Howard, it's great to be with you, pal. How are you today? Good, good. So I, I should ask you something like, you know, how do you think the Steelers are going to do or uh, what's the – I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about this new book that you have out, which I am about halfway through, called Father of Mine, which is um, a novel – set here in Wheeling in the 70s, kind of about the organized crime that uh, we had here at the time. Oh, and we definitely had it at the time because my dad was right in the middle of it. He was a bookie for the Hankish crew. <laughs> and for me, it was just normal, right? And my mom, 
did the best she could to create a normal existence in a fairly abnormal profession. But I didn't think anything of it because it was all I knew. And, you know, I saw some things, picked some things up over the years, and decided during the pandemic after the NFL offseason slowed down following free agency in the draft, and we were looking at a couple of months of going nowhere and doing nothing, I just popped open the laptop one night and started banging away. And six weeks later, I had the first draft and gone through a lot of changes and revisions since then. But, yeah, it's, it's a story that is fictional, but it has that background because it was always amazing to me how prevalent the mob activity was. And I would say in small towns throughout the country at the time, pre-RICO, before the feds had an easy mechanism for shutting down the various outfits and operations. It was all over the place, and I think it had a very strong foothold in many small towns, and as we know, it had a very strong foothold in Wheeling. And as you point out, Mike, it was it was de rigueur. It was, to a large extent, just the norm. Um, a lot of people were involved in it uh, on a peripheral way. Some were deeply involved in it. And at least all of us were aware it was going on. One thing I remember happening when I was getting to the age where I was kind of curious about what Dad did, he had a box full of envelopes in the bottom of his closet, <laughs> and they were addressed to all the local power brokers, judges, lawyers, doctors, politicians, and it was the weekly sheet with the lines, because that's <laughs> how it worked then. There was no way to check the lines, change the lines. You had a an item that showed up in your mailbox that showed you what the options were for the upcoming weekend, and then they would call in whatever it was they wanted to bet on, however much they wanted to bet. It was all out in the open. I remember thinking, like, I thought, like, this is illegal. Like, why aren't the cops, like, it's, you know, it's operating in plain sight. But, but nobody cared. Either nobody cared or everybody was properly taken care of with, uh, you know, uh, uh, contributions to the charity of their own choice, <laughs> yeah, the i.e. themselves. Yeah, I mean, it, it is amazing. It's not that long ago. I mean, I was in college at the time. 73 is the year that you focus on. I was in college at the time. Um, so I'd gone through high school in, in my early years here and watching all of this go around. Um, it, it, the, 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 as you call them, the power brokers, were very aware and very involved. I mean, it wasn't until later that, that things began to crack down and get, began to change. It was just, as I said, it was it was kind of the way of life here in the Upper Ohio Valley for, for many people. And it was in 87 that there was a mass raid on all the bookie establishments throughout the city. And I, look, I was 21 by then. I was in college. I remember coming home from playing basketball with my friends at Wheeling College at the time, now Wheeling Jesuit University, and my mom saying, your dad's bar's been raided, go down there. And I didn't know what I was going to encounter. I didn't know what I was going to see. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. But they hit everybody that day, and I don't know why they decided then to do something about it after all those years of not doing anything about it. I'd heard stories about the boss maybe getting into, into drugs a little bit more than the feds were comfortable with. But regardless, that kind of ended everything, at least then, at least as far as I knew. My dad basically retired at that point but from you know as as early as I could remember like what was going on and pay attention to things until 1987 88 that was what he did it was just his job you know he was a gambler and and I guess he realized the house always wins so he may as well just be the house yeah. because if he's on the other side of it he's eventually going to lose his shirt and his house and everything else in your book um, the characters at least so far that I have read are 
kind of rep- re- representing what you're talking about. They're they're young, younger kids trying to navigate their way through this world. Some aren't totally sure what the world they're getting into is. Some have been eagerly awaiting to get into the world of of gambling and bookies and so on. Um, at least what I've read so far, we're not talking a lot about the Hankiches and the Lyases and those names that we all know. These were just, uh, in, in your book, Father of Mine is called, by the way, and these are just uh, young kids trying to, trying to navigate their way through a world where bookies and gambling is the way of life. Well, and it's mainly the son of the main character who is a bookie but was at one point more heavily involved in that life, curious about it, getting involved in it, and the father, who is largely estranged from the child, initially not caring about it, basically taking the position he's 20 years old now, he can do whatever he wants with his life, and then as things start to spiral out of control, he begins to care more and he gets more involved, and it sets the stage for, as you saw in one of the early chapters, one of the two meets a fairly violent end. You just don't find out which one until you get to the end of the book. It is interesting to me. Listen, you kind of sucked me into the book. I'll tell you how I know I sucked into the book. Because you, you, you sprinkle references to actual places here in the Upper Ohio Valley all throughout the book. And um, you mentioned Ernie's Esquire at one point, for example. And I remember thinking to myself, gee, I wonder if I saw those guys when they were there. Because I used to hang out at the Esquire. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking, did I, did, some of these guys in the book, did I hang out with them when they were there? Oh, my dad loved the Esquire, and I assumed that he and the rest of the crew were there from time to time. Uh, you know, he and I would go eat there every once in a while, and I know it's long gone now, but that was the big deal. That was the place to go back in those days, and it was always special to him to go to a place like that and get a steak, get a glass of wine, get a highball, as he called it, or uh, whatever, and have a good time. But, uh, yeah, I, I tried to weave as much of that in as I could that I could remember, um, but that was one thing that I definitely remembered, how much he loved going to Ernie's Esquire. The other place that caught my attention early on in the book is, um, because there's a setting, a scene in it, uh, the Moundsville Penitentiary plays a role. Yeah, absolutely, because one of the main characters, her father, is serving a life sentence for felony murder, and there's a backstory in that and how it all ties together and kind of comes together at the end and, and fuels the, the overall plot development. But, but the, the, the old Moundsville Penitentiary is such a fascinating place, and it really does look like it was dropped out of the sky by aliens. It doesn't fit. It never fit. And it's like dropped in this normal neighborhood in this normal town that is oblivious to it. And, uh, and, and actually, I'll give you a little tip, and I don't know when this is going to come out, but I've written another manuscript, and it's a reimagination of the 1979 mass escape from uh, yeah. the, the pen. Uh, and uh, again, it's, it's fictionalized. It just uses that as the impetus for the story. But uh, I'm, I'm just, I, I, I find, and I was in there one time when it was operating. It really was a, a, a unique place on Earth. And thank God there weren't many other places like that around. I actually broadcast from there uh, once uh, when it was still an operating penitentiary. And I got to tell you, it was the scariest thing in the world for me. I mean, I was just a young kid doing a live radio broadcast, and uh, I had a panel of people put together that uh, somebody put together for me, and I'm passing the mic around. Uh, you know, who are you? I'm Joe. I'm Sam or whatever. And what are you in here for? Murder. Killed my wife. Beat my kids. It's like, oh, my God, what am I, what am I, do- what am I doing in here? And it was a, 
the, it, it was a very, very depressing and frightening place uh, in the days when it was still open. Hey, Howard, the one thing I'll never forget about that place is the smell. And I try to evoke <laughs> that in Father of Mine, and there's more of that in the book that's called 30 America Avenue, which is named for an empty plot of land in the neighborhood where I grew up, where a house supposedly once was, but there never was. But in this book, there was a house. But, uh, yeah, that smell. It's just a smell that you've never smelled before and you hope to never smell again. It's a combination of all the vile smells that a human nose can detect. And uh, I'll never forget it. And, And one of the things I learned while I was doing some research for the, the, the 30 America Avenue, which is still to come. I should be promoting Father of Mine, though. But, but be That's patient, okay. 30 America Avenue is coming. You know, they, they, they didn't wear, like, prison garb there. They wore their own clothes. Isn't mm-hmm. that wild? Yeah. Like, they didn't have a uniform. It was we very think of the lax. orange jumpsuit, but that's not what they yeah. wore. There was no orange jumpsuit. There was no black and white stripes. They just wore their clothes, and the locks on the doors didn't work, and they came and went as they pleased, and, and there were escapes all the time. Just amazing lapse of security at a supposedly maximum security facility. Executive producer Bob Slider has a question for you. Mike, uh, when you look back, knowing kind of like what you know now, being being in that activities, do you think uh, on a local level there was more sports fixing or at least score shaving that we, we never knew about? Yeah, that's a great question. And look, just to be clear, I was never involved in the activity. I was on the peripheries of it. One of the best things my dad ever told me is you can't win. So I've never been inclined to gamble my entire life. It did draw me to football, though, because football was such a key part of what his job was. But, you know, you hear different stories, like from the Wise Guy book that became the movie Goodfellas. They were involved in the Boston College point shaving back in the late 70s, early 80s. My guess is that stuff happens, and only a small percentage of it ever truly gets detected. And I don't know whether it's limited resources for the investigative authorities or prosecutorial discretion getting exercised in a way to worry about more serious crimes, but I suspect there's a lot of shenanigans. And now that gambling is legalized, one of my big concerns for the NFL is that it's not properly envisioning all the ways things can go haywire from the misuse of inside information, protecting that kind of data, keeping people from becoming corrupted by gambling interests. There are many concerns I think the NFL should have that I'm not sure the NFL does have. Mike, you'll be at the Lunch with Books at the Ohio County Library on August 31st uh, talking about Father of Mine, which is what prompted me to touch base with you. I, I just Again, I'm reading it right now. I'm finding it enjoyable. But I love to read about, A, I love, I, listen, I'm a Sopranos and uh, 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 Godfather fan to begin with, plus I grew up in that era, and I love to read things that have references to the Upper Ohio Valley. So I, it's it, for me, it's a just quite enjoyable book. But folks who want to learn more about it can, uh, can uh, see you at the library on August the 31st. And um, when the new one comes out, be sure and touch base with her. I'll touch base with you, and we'll try and get you on and talk about it as well. I'm, I'm looking... Looking forward to that. But you're probably gearing up now for football season, huh? Well, that's right. We were in Canton last week for the Hall of Fame game. We did a pregame show. We broadcast our morning show, PFT Live. It's on Peacock and Sirius XM 85, 7 to 9 Eastern. We broadcast from there for a few days. It was a nice little way. It was a preseason for us. We got our full NBC Sunday night crew together. Devin McCourty's joined us now from the Patriots. Jason Garrett, Tony Dungy, Rodney Harrison, Chris Sims, etc. And before too long, we'll be going at it every week, every week, starting – 
the what is it thursday september the 8th with the lions at the chiefs and then every sunday night right through the playoffs and uh and then uh, this year CBS has the Super Bowl, but we'll have our crack at it in a couple of years. How um, how'd you link up with NBC? How'd they link up with you? Well, I started ProFootballTalk.com in 2001, and we gradually built a following. And it was one of those slow-rolling snowballs. It was never an avalanche. It was just it got bigger and it got bigger and it got bigger. And we've always had a very high saturation rate within the sport itself, especially among owners for some reason. Owners of the teams read everything I write every single day. They hang on every word we write. It's amazing to me even now to say it. I don't believe it. It took me years to even process that people cared about what we had to say. And NBC was behind its competitors in the digital space. And my friend Rick Cordella, who has moved higher and higher on the ranks within the NBC family over the years, he got in charge of NBCSports.com, and he called me up in early 2009, and he wanted to get us involved, and I didn't want to do it. I did everything I could to scare him away. I tried the – and it, was, it had very Seinfeldian uh, overtures because my position to him was, look – I don't want to do anything where anyone tells me what I can and can't write. I have to be in full control of everything that we post. And if if you're going to try to tell me what to do, we're wasting each other's time. And he he didn't hesitate. He said, I have no problem with that. And I was like, well, crap, now I've got to come up with another way to scare this guy away. But uh, we, we were at the point where we were so big, we didn't have the technology to keep up with the traffic. So after a few months, we realized that was our best play. And that was July 1, 2009. And here we are 14 years later. We'll be there for at least four more years, and then who knows how much longer after that. But it's been a great ride with NBC. Big jump from being a lawyer to suddenly being involved in uh, in sports casting and sports predicting and sports analysis. Well, that's right, and it wasn't something that I planned. You know, we can have plans in our life and things that we think we want to try to do and mountains we want to try to climb, and sometimes when you're in the midst of trying to climb one mountain, you realize you've climbed another one that you didn't even know existed. So the eight-year-old version of me would think that this is just nirvana and this is perfect and this is great because this is exactly what he would have wanted to do. But back in 1973, no one had any idea that anything like this could happen. And the Internet's the great equalizer. You can be anywhere in the world and have a voice, and that's what I did. I, I, you know, one day at a time, very diligent about it, content every day, no days off, trying to find angles on things that were different from what other people were putting out there. And gradually and slowly but surely, I was able to get to the point where I could stop practicing law. It was funny, when NBC was negotiating our first deal with this, they said, you know, if we do this, uh, we're going to want you to stop practicing law. And uh, <laughs> I, I huffed and I puffed, and then I blew my own house down and happily ran away from practicing law. <laughs> and, that's, and that's the last of that, right? That's right. I'll never go back to it. I'll never do it again. Now, I'd like to think I'm at the point now at age 58 where I've got enough money put away that I wouldn't have to go back to it. But like a few years into it, I remember saying to my wife, who's also a lawyer and also a West Virginia native, I, I said, I will never practice law again. I'll, I'll, I'll do anything else but practice law again if it comes down to it. And fortunately, it looks like it won't because it's just a tough life. You're fighting all the time. You're stressed out all the time. You're carrying around other people's burdens, and you want to do well for them. If you're conscientious about mm -hmm. it, it wears you down. And uh, I couldn't imagine, I did it 19 years, I couldn't imagine doing it 14 more years beyond that. It, obviously, you treat the, 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 the sports work seriously. I don't mean what I'm about to say is it, it's not that way. But really, you're in the playground of things. I mean, you're, you know, when you're in sport, you may be at the big leagues, but you're still in the playground. 
Oh, that's right. Look, I make no qualms about it. I'm not one of these people that's going to complain about this or that. I mean, I remind others in the business all the time. We work in the toy department. There is nothing we should ever complain about. We're blessed to have this opportunity. I have had plenty of jobs in my life that I hated, and I know plenty of people who are stuck in jobs they hate because they have to pay the bills, they have to feed their families, they have to satisfy the mortgage. And those days, I remember having jobs like that where I would swear the clock was moving backward as it crept <laughs> toward 5 o'clock. So I don't take it for granted. And one of the things that that we've come to terms with, I know that I have, because – you know, sometimes you take a step back and say, what am I really adding to society here? Like, uh, talking about football, like, who gives a crap? Like, there's no greater good that you're serving. But I've heard from so many people over the years when they're going through stuff, mm-hmm. when they're having a, a rough patch in their life, whatever it is, that two hours a day that we're on the air helps them knowing they come to the website and they can see what's going on in the NFL. It just helps them through whatever it is that, that is dragging them down. And that's where... That's that's where I get my fulfillment and feel like I'm making a little bit of a difference and making things better for somebody that's going through a rough patch because we're that constant that they have to, to keep up to date on what's happening in the NFL. Mike Flurio is with us. Mike, thanks for joining us. Uh, Wheeling native, Wheeling Central grad. I should point out, in case you want to catch your uh, hometown team's uh, football games, all of our games, their games are heard here on the Watchdog Radio Network, so you can catch, catch your Central games online anytime you'd like to do that. Just a little... Little shameless plug for us. I thought I would. I would, I would Sounds good. That. Sounds good. Good to know. Good to know. Always, always uh, good to see how the Knights are doing. I know they've been a lot better in recent years uh, and dominant at times. So it's good to see as the school has shrunk. How many? I think like sixty graduated this year. My class had one hundred and sixty. I think so. Yeah, it's just a sad. I mean, look, that's that's the way it's going all around the valley. I assume, but. Uh, uh, a lot's changed in 40 years, and I think it's been 40 years since I graduated. It's like, where'd those 40 years go? But it's always good to come back to Wheeling, and I'm looking forward to coming up there on the 31st. Well, let me just say this. Uh, when you're looking back at your 50th reunion, as I did this year, you really wonder where all the, all yeah. the years went. i got to tell you that. Mike, I really appreciate taking time with us this morning. Please, uh, when the new book comes out, I want to talk to you about that. And, you know, someday I may reach out and say, can you we talk about sports or something? I just thought today I wanted to focus on Father of Mine. You'll be at the library August 31st, and I think people will get a great kick out of meeting you, talking to you. And, um, and I, I'm reading the book. I think it's, it's, it's just a ton of fun. Thanks for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Howard. Take care. Great talking to you, pal. All right. Good luck. Good luck. Uh, Mike Florio with us this morning here on the Watchdog Morning Show, profootballtalk.com. He does uh, the, the show is on the air on Peacock and on the streaming channels. Um, uh, he works with NBC Sports and good. Sound like I'm a good guy. I enjoyed that. Yeah, really. I bet he could really tell some uh, stories. Maybe not all of them on the air, but you know, when your daddy's <laughs> a bookie, uh, a lot of stories to tell. Howard. Well, there were a lot of people around here. His dads were bookies. You know, you remember when Nick Sparshane t- told somebody one time they thought they were getting, they thought they were going to stab, jab Nick. Said, "I understand your father was a bookie." Nick said, my father was the best bookie in town. (laughs) (laughs) Howard, I remember as a young man uh, sitting in the back of the sportsman, uh, back in uh, Freddie Shia's place, going to make a bet, and I was nervous wrecked because there was two uniformed (laughs) police officers (laughs) sitting in there making bets also. (laughs) That's the way it was. We had the Shipley family reunion this weekend. so uh, All right. Shipley Shipley. Shipley Shipley was his name, and... Uh, the, the remaining family members had a, every year they have a big family reunion. And, uh, of course, Nancy being part of the family. So big reunion this weekend. All right, I'm behind time. I'm sorry about that, pal. 9.39, 21 to the hour. Why don't we do this and go to Taylor?
Good Monday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this August the 7th. It's expected when kids go back to school that a yellow bus will be pulling up in their neighborhood. Yeah. But what happens when there aren't enough drivers to get that I gotta bus I got to come up moving? with something for the rest well, of the day that we can't keep using that. Well, Marshall County is facing a particular shortage of substitute bus drivers is two still weeks before the Bob school Huggins year begins. But even if you've never driven a 12-ton vehicle before, you can still step up to the wheel. The district will give you both the classroom and the road probably... education to become certified. And staying in the Mountain State, West Virginia will soon be opening its 36th state park. Governor Jim Justice announced the addition of Summersville Lake State Park. The bill that made it official was sent to the legislature Sunday morning. Once they pass that bill and the governor signs it, new recreational opportunities at that park will be open to the public. It's the state's first new park added in more than 30 years. And your chance to buy back-to-school items in the Mountain State for less is coming to an end. Today is the last day in West Virginia to buy certain school-related items with no extra sales tax on top. It applies to school supplies, $50 or less, instructional material, $20 or less, and clothes, $125 or less. Computers and sports equipment are also included under the tax holiday. You can see the rules and exactly which items apply at tax.wv.gov. And lastly, the Columbiana County Sheriff's Office is looking for a woman they say has escaped from the Eastern Ohio Correctional Center. She is Ashley Crowley, 37 years old. She's 5'5", five five, weighing 130 pounds, and has blonde hair and blue eyes. Police say she was last known to be wearing a gray shirt with black trim, black leggings, and pink stripes and black sneakers. Anyone with information is urged to contact police. That was a look at your headlines. Have a great start to your work week, everyone. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. How much could a cyber attack cost your business? The costs stemming from a cyber attack can vary tremendously, but are extremely significant. Recent studies have shown that the average cost of a data breach to small business can range from $120,000 to $1.2 million. In addition to financial loss, companies also suffer downtime, lost opportunities, and data recovery expenses that can all quickly add up. Could your organization survive a cyber incident? If you are unsure if you are doing enough to protect your data, reputation, and dollars from cyber criminals, contact the team at Omni Strategic Technologies today. Omni has the right tools and support to help keep your business protected. Call 304-242-7600 and schedule your free consultation today or visit omniperforms.com. Omni Strategic Technologies, the only cybersecurity and advisory firm that the watchdog trusts. Ready, set, go get your Toyota today. Check out Toyota's wide range of all-wheel and four-wheel drive vehicles, like a sporty Camry or a stylish Corolla, both with great MPGs. Or come in and test drive a new RAV4, Highlander, or Corolla Cross, each with plenty of cargo room, so you can be ready for any adventure. Visit buyatoyota.com, the official website for deals. Hurry, offers end April 4th. Toyota, let's go places. Hey there, Dave Weekly here. Metro News Hotline presents what's trending in sports, music, movies, tech, television, and more from a Mountain State point of view. Renowned local and national guests pepper the daily lineup with authoritative insights and commentary on a wide variety of topics from West Virginia high school sports to the financial markets. Join the fun. Every day, Coop and I dip into irreverent discussions with calls, texts, tweets, the question of the day, and the always popular in or out. Metro News Hotline, weekdays from 3 to 6 on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. 
It's summertime. It's summertime. And the living is easy. But the conversation is always topical and lively. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. who that was there's some guy some guy had the blues during that commercial break i don't know who it was some guy he gave us a little bob huggins uh, update some Thank guy you. was speaking when commercial some guy was, we gotta not let these guys i don't know who they were was it donnie was it donnie did donnie come in and take over was what i i know there was something that shouldn't have been there howard i told you i feel like i got catcher's mitts on my hands here <laughs> you didn't say that. i thought i pushed that button i guess i did <laughs> you pushed it you push it on but that's all right Here's the good news. I didn't swear. Thank you, Howard. Thank you very much, Howard. And I would like to say, Teddy notwithstanding, that is not always the case. (laughs) Fortunately, uh, yes. But I'll tell you what, once again, in case anybody thinks that nobody's listening, Bob, we got calls. I got texts. A lot of people trying to save my job. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was all right. It was okay. 14 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Final reminder that coming up today at 10 o'clock is the close down of the online auction that Free on Stack are doing, have been doing for a while now. It uh, closes today at 10 o'clock. You can still only got a quarter of an hour to get online at uh, freeonstack.com. Look over the items, see if you want to bid. If you do, click bid now and place your bids. They'll start to wind down at 10. It will take the rest of the day to go lot by lot. There are collectibles. There's vintage kitchenware, tractors, vintage car parts, tools, all of these things there. I love the uh, Wheeling High School yearbooks. That could be kind of fun if you're a Wheeling High School fan. I noticed a couple uh, when I went through all the lots uh, last night, Howard. There was a couple from Tridelphia also. Oh, really? Right up your alley. Cool. I'd like to see a young Howard Monroe on the science team. Do you know, if you look the in the debate team, whatever team you're on, Howard. I was on the debate team. Junior Town, Junior Town, what's it called? Junior Town Meeting of the Air. I think that's what it was not a debate team. Junior Town Meeting of the Air. Um, and we won. We won that year, too. It was an actual debate. Resolved, and this is an this goes back to when I was in high school, and I still believe this. Resolved, the best form of government is a limited, benevolent dictatorship. If you have a dictator who is limited in power, sorry, like can't kill you, and he's benevolent, that's the best kind of you know government. We won, Junior Town Meeting of the Air. And it was broadcast on WWVA. That was the thing they did every week. They had another group come in, and we won. So, But if you go to the dictionary and look up nerd. You're kidding. Oh, you will see me. Oh, my God. I was, A, skinny as a rail. I mean, absolute bone skinny. Big glasses, four eyes, they called me. Yes, as you pointed out last week, I had a pocket protector. I had a pocket protector, 
with the with the pens in there. To make it even worse, I, I carried a slide rule with me. Well, sure you did. This is important. <laughs> and I have a, a couple in my high school yearbook pictures. I was in some kind of a plaid jacket. I don't know why I had that on, but I had so. If you see my, um, if you see my uh, my high school yearbook picture, um, let me just put let me put it this way: it does not look like the same picture you'll find on our website. Well, you know that little uh, picture montage I have in my office, Howard. Yeah. I have a place special for that picture, uh, Howard Monroe, back at Tridelphia High School. Yeah. All right, well. I don't, I don't, I don't want to forget that time in my life. Uh, I had a good time in high school. I'll be very honest with you. By the way, for a nerd, I did okay. If you understand what I'm saying, you did great, Howard. Yeah, I did okay. Uh, that's how this whole thing began. I did radio. I did television. I did cable TV before cable TV was even around. So, yeah, and I never would have thought I'd still be here all these years later. No, here you are. Howard. Here I am. Ten till the hour on the Watchdog Morning Show. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. Keep up with the ever-changing world of sports all night long. Sports Map Radio is on the Watchdog. FM 98.1, AM 1600. You want a hospital rising up to the challenges of today's healthcare demands. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital delivers the right care close to home. Developing new and exclusive services. Recruiting top surgeons. Featuring the highest level of orthopedic surgery. Improving healing, rehab time, and outcomes. Offering innovative heart care through our WVU Heart and Vascular Institute. Establishing outstanding urology services with a highly experienced urologist and staff. Providing comprehensive, world-class women's health services. And equipping the WVU Cancer Institute at Wheeling Hospital with cutting-edge science for the highest standard of care. We embody the mountaineer spirit building upon strong traditions, moving forward with compassion. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital, delivering the right care at the right place at the right time. He has his say, you can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Good Monday. Time to play. He'll 
looking over the notes from today, Bob, this was a pretty good day uh, for, a, for a Monday or for any day, really. We started off with, uh, it's not a good story, but we had uh, some conversation about the passing of Slim Leehart, the Wheeling Cat, which I think is a pretty important local story here. We talked to Mark Curtis, chief political correspondent for Next Star Media, about the Donald Trump story. We had Mike Florio in. <clears throat> best known from MGC Sports and ProFootballTalk.com. However, he was here with us today to talk about a novel that he's written based in Wheeling and based on the crime families of the 70s here. Uh, we talked about the Carpenters and how successful they were. They, we tend to, because their, their music was such soft and pleasant music, we don't realize they were, they were probably as successful in the 70s as some of the big stars like the Rolling Stones were. We had a real uh, nice variety, uh, yeah. Howard. Uh, I hope we get Mike back on. Uh, he was really, really good. I, I, I get the I get the sense he will be amenable to coming back and talking. He certainly will. I don't know back. about that, Harry, but you think he'll be able to get back with us uh, easy? <laughs> yes, I think that's. I, yes, Bob, I think so. Oh, okay, good. I think um, uh, there's no question he'll come back. I think when he has his new book coming out, what do you call it? Thirty some street, Thirty Ash Avenue, or something like that. That is going to be his new book, uh, which he's working on. Uh, but I'd like to have him back more. You know, we could he could be a great resource for us on uh, sports. And we don't really have, other than you, don't f- get me wrong. You're, hey, now, watch what you say over there, Howard. But, you know, we don't, it's just you and me tending to talk sports. And, well, the me part, Love is, to have him. The me yeah. part is not really good. So uh, we could put him in as one of our contributors. Plus, I he's like a that. Wheeling Central guy. He's a Central guy, Wheeling native, grew up here in the Upper Ohio Valley. His dad was a bookie in town. He, he, <laughs> I pretty knew his daddy. I'm going to go back and double check in the book that I'm reading, Father of Mine, which is the, the book, the novel he's written about uh, uh, crime families here in Wheeling. It's a novel. Uh, I'm going to look and see if anywhere there's an indication of what what bar his daddy might have been a bookie at, because he, he openly admitted his daddy was a bookie. He said, no, he, his daddy kept him away from it. But... Anyways, it's just a good. I just was a good show today. I'm, you know, no, I don't I hate to pat ourselves on the back, and we'll wrap up with one of the best news guys in town, and that's Bob Westfall. Good morning, Bob. Oh, good morning. I was waiting for the best uh, to come on the radio. It kind of confused me. <laughs> How are you this morning? I'm good. How are you, sir? I'm good. I, I'm feeling good. It's a Monday, and. Um, yep. You know, sometimes Mondays can be, but I'm, I'm feeling good. I felt good all day long. We had a good show today, I feel, like we've touched on some fun stuff, some serious stuff, and nice mixture of things. I love it when we can do a mixture of things. I'm sure that's what you work on, right, Bob, when you put together the newscasts and where you're going to send people out to. You, you, you want a mix of sort of the community involvement, fun stuff, as well as the serious news, right? No, oh, yeah, you've got you've to get the, to me, the, the smaller stories are the bigger stories. Um, you got to get a nice mix of that. Um, so that's that's something you always look at when you're planning your day. Um, so that's that's something that uh, you know you got to do, and it's always an interesting uh, combination. Now, is this are, right. are you starting football previews now? Football previews did start today. Um, our Monroe County contingent is underway. Uh, River, uh, River, Bellsville, and. Monroe Central. I don't know why that's coming up that way. And they started today, so uh, those will start today. Then they continue uh, for the next couple weeks here. Uh, Are, is the schedule of the previews online someplace? Is the schedule online, John? And if not, why not? Uh, it will be uh, this afternoon. I okay. think Scott's working on it as we speak. Okay, very good. Uh, I... Tomorrow will be, tomorrow be Shenandoah, Caldwell, and Harrison Central. Um, Toronto, Edison, and my alma mater, Buckeye Local, uh, on 
on Wednesday, Thursday, Indian Creek, Steubenville, Steubenville Central, Bellsville, I'm sorry, Barnesville, Union Local, and Bridgeport to finish out the week. Um, So, yeah, our high school football previews began today, as did our back-to-school special pieces. Uh, Jake McGluffey uh, talked to uh, Indian Creek Superintendent uh, earlier this week about uh, the use of artificial intelligence in the classroom, Uh, what they're doing up there uh, at Indian Creek Schools. uh, Actually, also at Jefferson County JVS, we have talked to a teacher that is planning to use AI in his classroom uh, as part of a multimedia uh, classroom. uh, in, in the future. So we talked to both individuals, uh, see what they're going to be using artificial intelligence for. I know a lot of people are freaked out by the words artificial intelligence, but uh, um, it's it's out there and it's being used. So we're going to have that package. That's in our 5 o'clock today. And it is impacting every aspect of, of American life, well, of, of life in the world. I mean, their AI is involved in just about everything. And I think I told you last week, and I need to watch these stories that you guys are doing, I mean, I understand it, you know, but I don't fully understand it, if you understand my, right. what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get a sense of it. I know what AI is, but I'm not 100% sure how it all works and why it's, you know, there was a group of AI folks who put out a letter saying that they're afraid that AI would take over the world or something. I, I, right. don't, I don't know. I'm gonna, i got to yeah. do more work on this. That's, I guess that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so that, that's something we're going to take a look at. But this is uh, dealing with the classroom, so uh, uh, Jake worked on that. Uh, we'll have that report in our 5 o'clock today. As you mentioned a couple minutes ago, uh, Slim Lehart uh, did pass away. Uh, we're going to try and put together a small piece on him. Uh, from a personal note, every time he called, every time I talked to him, the first thing he would ask was how I was doing. So uh, yeah. uh, the passing of Slim really kind of hits here hard. He was uh, – I, I so love Slim. I had – you know, I, I got to know him – not in depth, but reasonably well later in life, and uh, he was just—I it was just a great guy. I enjoyed him. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, kind of, uh, kind of a rugged morning. So we'll we'll have that. DK's gonna work on that story. I'm sure to do a fine job. Um, what else? Let's see here. We're gonna take a look at the Ohio special election. That's tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, early voting. Uh, we'll finish this past weekend. We're gonna take a look at those numbers. Uh, then uh, people getting out to vote tomorrow. We'll have all the details on that. Um, so if that is uh, what we're working on, of course, don't forget the football previews. Those continue for the next couple weeks. We're excited about those. Uh, Scott and Dugan do a great job on those. And then our uh, back-to-school pieces are air every Monday and Wednesday for the next uh, about three weeks. So it's, uh, it's that time. It's football and back-to-school. Hard to believe, but it is. I think I, I, West Liberty does a countdown. on. Well, they do it on a billboard downtown. They do it on their website, too. 14 days, X number of hours and minutes. Jeez, it's hard to believe. Until they go yeah. back to school, that's hard to believe. And yeah. my grandson, I think, goes the same day. And, jeez, uh, where did the summer go? But that's every year I say that, so I guess that's what happens. Hey, Bob, good talking to you. I appreciate it as always. People can check things out at noon, 5, 6, 10, 11, 5, 30 for the statewide show. And, of course, always at WTRF.com or using the Storm Tracker 7 or the news app on your smartphones or tablets. Good talking to you. Do it again tomorrow. Thanks a lot. Bye, guys. Just about 10 o'clock here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Tomorrow, I want to try and focus on that issue one in Ohio. I'm going to have Matt Robeson in here again and the legislative special session. So those are some of the things I will do. What you have for me, we'll find out when we meet in the morning at 7. See you tomorrow, Bob. See you, Howard. AM 1370 W.